Good morning. Before we get into the Word this morning, let's just take this moment to pray and agree together. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day as we always do. I thank You as Your Word goes forth that in Your Word is the potential to produce amazing results in people's lives, and that's what I'm believing for today. The Bible says that as we send the Word forth, it doesn't return void, but we're believing it's accomplishing what it was set out to accomplish. So with every person that's hearing and that's hearing the word right now, that's, that will hear the word in the days ahead, I thank you, Father, that great things are accomplished in each person's life as they embrace and receive this word today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, as we did last week, we're talking about, on this Sunday, we're talking about giving the devil no place in our life just giving him no place. And there's actually a verse of scripture that that's all that verse says. Uh, it's found in Ephesians chapter four and verse 27. And it says, nor give place to the devil. Don't give any place to the, to the devil. There's a lot of other things that are said before and after in that passage of scripture, but it just says, give no place to the devil in, in, uh, that 27th verse. And, um, you know, that, that's a, that is a powerful statement, but you have to really understand what is meant in giving the devil no place and how do you do it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. In uh, John chapter 10 and verse 10, it says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundant. I don't know about you, but I mean, if it involves stealing and killing and destroying versus abundant life, uh, who, who's going to choose killing and stealing and destroying? I want abundant life. But we've got to do our part in not giving him place in our life. Uh, God's already defeated him. Through Jesus Christ, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil, to destroy everything about him. And, and as a result of it, the only power that the enemy has is what we give him through our thoughts and ideas, things that maybe we've been taught and we're not willing to change. God wants your thoughts and ideas to change and to line up with his word. He doesn't want you to be stolen from. You know, when you think about that, I mean... You know, the, the thief, he comes in to, to, to steal and to kill and to destroy. I mean, one of the places that the enemy really works overtime is, it, it, on is in relationships in our lives. You may have coworkers, you may have friends or family members or people that you're around, you know, a, a lot that the enemy works overtime to try to destroy those relationships try to destroy marriage relationships, specifically marriage relationships, because in a marriage relationship, two individual people are one. Uh, that's what God said. And so if he can divide those two, then that power of agreement that is actually doubled because the two are one, that you don't have any other relationship like that in this life. You can agree with other people, but you don't have that power of agreement in any other relationship. And he's after that relationship, but he's after all types of relationships to, to steal and kill and destroy in those relationships. And God doesn't want 
that to happen, but we have, we, we have to work with God. Um, we have to come into an agreement with His Word. We have to understand how to do that so that when issues come, the Bible doesn't say that, that issues are difficult times or, you know, things between people don't come, you know, and, and arguments and frustrations and those kind of things. But when they come, God's got every answer for everything that you face. And so we're talking today about not giving the devil a place in our life, not giving him the opportunity to do what he wants to see done and accomplished. You really have to believe that he can do that. Even though he's defeated, he can do that by convincing us that he's, he actually is more powerful or the way things look in the natural are more real than what God has promised to you. He works overtime to try to convince us of those kind of things and we've got to stop it and give it no place. But we're not stopping it in our own abilities, we're stopping it in the power and the anointing and the strength that comes from God. So I want to talk a little bit about that today, a little bit more. I believe that the main way that we give the devil no place is to not believe his lies. We've got to purpose not to believe all the lies that he brings our way. Uh, in, 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 in the word in John 8, 32, it says, it says, and you'll know the truth and the truth you know will make you free. He said, you'll know the truth and the truth you know will make you free. Well, if the enemy's bringing lies and God has brought us truth, then we've got to know that truth to dispel the lies, to uncover the lies and realize what is a lie and what is truth. You know, because sometimes people are believing that they're doing something that is the truth about something when actually they're believing a lie. Well, the truth of God's word will uncover and reveal to you everything that is a lie so you're not believing what the enemy thinks and you're giving him no place. And I believe that we can do that day to day. I know we can do that. In, um, <clears throat> in, in the book of Isaiah, I want to read this passage of Scripture. Actually, I want to read these three verses of Scripture. It talks about Isaiah 53 is all about the sacrifice that Jesus made uh, for all of mankind so that we could be saved, healed, delivered, set free in our life. What Jesus did for us in giving himself and going to the cross and dying and, 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 and going to the grave, being resurrected, ascending at the right hand of the Father, all the process that he went through was to redeem mankind and put us in a place where we could live victorious in this life. And in Isaiah 53, a lot of times in this passage, if, you, if you're familiar with it, people go right to verse 3 talking about what Jesus did. But in verse 1 of Isaiah 53, it, it's, it's an interesting passage, uh, verse 1 and 2. It says, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And the arm of the Lord represents authority and power and dominion. Who has that been revealed to? Well, it's been revealed to those 
who have believed God's report and not the lies of the enemy. But interestingly enough, and I won't read both of them, but in two different places in the New Testament, Isaiah is quoted in this first verse right here in Isaiah 1. And, and I want to read, and then I'm going to come back to uh, Isaiah 53, but I want to read in Romans 10. And I'm going to start with verse 13. And we're going to look at what he was talking about and the context of how the Apostle Paul used Isaiah 53 to make a point here in Romans 10, starting with the 13th verse. Forever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed in? How shall they believe in him in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says. Here's where he's repeating what Isaiah 53.1 said. He said, for Isaiah says, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by what? By the word of God. So who's believed the report of the Lord? Well, the report of the Lord is the Word of God. It's whatever God says is so is the report of the Lord. Who's believed that? Who's believed that about anything? So often people don't believe things because they're deceived into thinking that the opposite is true. Now, I want to go back to the Isaiah passage, and I want to make an interesting point about the second verse. I'm going to read the third verse, but... We're not really talking about the sacrifice of Jesus like we talked about that, all that he did for us, all that Isaiah prophesied that would come. You know, Isaiah prophesied this way beforehand that, that the Savior of the world, the Messiah, the Savior would come and, and liberate all of mankind, and he did. But, but I want you to notice the second verse um, in Isaiah 53. The first verse said, who has believed our report? Like it said, like Paul talked about in Romans 10. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he, talking about Jesus, Isaiah's, this is part of his prophecy. He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Isn't that funny? Isn't that interesting what Isaiah said about Jesus there? Because, you know, a lot of the reports that we get about Jesus or the pictures that you see people, you know, uh, painted and, 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 or, or, or have taken, you know, the images of what Jesus looked like in that day. A lot of times he's, you know, he, he's, he's all lit up. His face is lit. He's glowing. You may have a halo on his head, you know, looking like that. Well, that's not what the people saw uh, in Nazareth. That's not what the people saw in his day that, were, that lived around him. He was just an average Joe. There was nothing about him that drew people to him. There was nothing about him that was more special than other people necessarily. And, and you know, some people may even get offended by that and me saying something like that. But think about this. Who would crucify somebody with a lit up face and a halo on their head? Nobody, right? 
No, he lived around them. They knew him. He was an average Joe. How can an average Joe be the son of God? Because God set it up that way. There was nothing about him. So, so what happened was people believed a lie. The enemy had it set up. He was trying to convince people, you know, who, who, I mean, who is this and who do you think this is? And he, he's nothing and, and all this. No, he was everything. And actually, actually what God did is set the enemy up and the enemy gave in and crucified the Lord of glory and ended up being resurrected and producing the power and the deliverance that, that mankind had been looking for for all those thousands of years. Mankind had been looking for that deliverance, that Messiah to come. Well, he came in a way that most people wouldn't think. And that's the way the enemy works. He constantly is lying to people, trying to get people to think that, you know, how could God be working in this area of your life? How could you trust God in this when you need to go over here and do this? Trying to get you out of the will of God. So how do we know what's a lie and what the truth is? We have to develop the Word of God. In that Romans passage where uh, the Apostle Paul is using the quote from Isaiah 53 in the Romans passage, he said, he said, Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. How are you going to believe the report of the Lord? How are you going to trust in the strong arm of the Lord? How are you going to do that? Through listening to the Word preached, allowing the word that you're hearing to be developed and set in place in your life so that as you're hearing and developing the word of God to make it a part of your life, you're able to know the difference in what's a lie and what the truth is. You're able to know the difference. And, and when you know the difference, you're not going to give in to that. In other words, you're not going to give the devil any place in your life. That's how we give in place, because we don't know the difference in the, in the lie and the truth a lot of times. God wants you to have discernment and understanding, so you know what is a lie, you know what the truth is, you can do what He said, and He said, the, the one that's the liar comes to steal and kill and destroy. I've came that you might have life and have it abundantly. And, and, and I'm declaring today that you're getting a hold of this revelation from the Word, and that you're tapping into abundant life starting from today on. Not that you haven't at all, but I'm just saying God wants to keep some of the issues of life and, and some of the traps that the enemy sets in life, keeps you from falling in those. Even if you do fall into it, you're able to get out of it. Because why? Because you've, you've developed the word in your life and you know what the truth is. And the truth, it'll make you free. There's a great uh, verse of scripture found in First. Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3. <clears throat> he said, For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. I tell you what, that, I, I could spend another hour on that one verse right there and talk about it from a, a number of different angles. But I'm just going to say this about it. The Roman scri scripture that we just read, that how, how will you 
hear without somebody preaching the word. You know, as I'm preaching, as I'm ministering the word, I'm sharing the word of God with you today and giving you some insight about how to give the devil no place in your life. As you embrace what I'm saying, what's really key is that you really believe that what I'm saying is from God. Paul wasn't saying here in 1 Thessalonians, he wasn't saying, don't listen to men. Because he said, you've heard from us. But now you're believing that what we shared with you is not just something that I believe. You know, I'm not just giving you, you know, some information that I think is, is correct and you better believe what I believe. No, you've got to believe that what I'm saying is from God. And when you do that, notice what the last part of that verse said. He said, but it's, it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you when you believe. God wants you to believe that what I'm sharing with you today, it's what He wants you to know. Why? Because I'm sharing with you scripture and verse about the, the, the way to give the devil no place. Let's say, let's say today that you've never heard a message like this about giving the devil no place. What, what if you just believed that everything that you thought about people that you don't like was absolutely true? Well, you begin to understand the truth about things and God begins to show you, hey, not everything that you think about that coworker is actually true. They're having a difficult time. They've been through some difficult things in their life. You know, you're just judging based on what you see instead of hearing me and, and letting me show you how to really understand what the problem is with that coworker. They've got an issue. They've got some problems. Yeah, they've done some things and they've been ugly and all that kind of thing. But that doesn't mean that everything you've built up in your mind is actually true. So what we have to have is the developed word working inside of us so that we'll know the truth about everything that we deal with, everything that we face, everybody we come in contact with, so that we're not finding ourselves believing lies and in turn giving the devil place in our life. Give the devil no place, no opportunity. And, and I tell you what, that kind of turns into a full-time job because every day you've got opportunity to give place, to believe lies, to be offended, to, to get mad at people, to, to, to get frustrated about situations that aren't working the way you want them to work every day. But man, the truth that you know and that you're developing, it'll set you free. It'll liberate your life. I want to give you this last passage here that um, is found in the book of Mark, in uh, Mark chapter 4 and uh, verse 24. <clears throat> um, and, and, and I want to, I just want to say this about what I, the point that I just made. You have to believe that, you have to believe in people that preach the word. You have to. And, and yet, that doesn't mean everything that they say is perfect and it's right. But then you have to be able to take that and go to the Word itself and see that what they were saying was true. God set it up that way. That whole Romans chapter 10 that we read, that whole passage is, literally talks about the importance of believing in the preached Word. But then you being able to take that and make it your own and know that what you heard was from God. 
and let the Holy Spirit reveal it to you personally. Because if you don't, if you don't, you're going to continually listen to the lies of the enemy and believe them. You'll believe them. God wants you to believe him and his word. But if not, if you don't, if you don't develop that, you're going to believe lies. And you'll be, what you're doing is believing what the enemy is saying through other people and circumstances. And what happens is you give him place. So if the devil has place in your life, then God will kind of just sit on the sidelines. He won't force his way in. Even though you may be born again, you may have God inside of you, but it seems like you're living in hell on earth. Why? Because you're giving place to the enemy. So I'm going to give you this last verse of scripture, this last passage, these two verses. I'm going to give these to you for you to really study and meditate on because I believe this is the key to, to knowing this and understanding how to give the devil no opportunity in your life. And again, it's found in Mark chapter 4, starting with the 24th verse. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified because I, I like some of the wording in the Amplified translation. And he said to them, be careful what you're hearing. Mm. So make sure what you're hearing. And you know, you know how you do that? Because you develop over time. One of the good things about church life for hearing the word of God is that when you're, when you're part of a local church and you're connected and you're planted in that house and you believe in the people that preach the word, then you can take what is said. You don't believe somebody's just preaching something to try to get something out of you or get something from you or manipulate you or whatever, but you believe that, that they're preaching the word God once preached that day or that time like I'm doing right now. Um, then, then, so you're being careful in how you hear. Or you're being cautious not just to listen to everything because not everything is going to produce the truth that empowers and enables you to know what are lies. So he said, he said to them, be careful what you're hearing. For the measure of thought and study you give to the truth that you hear, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth that you hear, will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. So not only do you need to be confident in who you're hearing from, but you need to keep coming back to it. And then taking what you're hearing and spending time meditating, developing a daily routine of that word becoming more real to you, you know, if you, if you say something every day like, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world, which is a verse of scripture in the Bible, the more you say that, the more you'll become convinced of it. And then one day, you'll be in a situation where it looks like the situation is overpowering you. And out of the inside of you, what will come to you is, no, 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 wait. No, the greater one lives in me. But if you don't develop things like that, then when that thing tries to, whatever it is, that situation in the natural tries to come on you and overtake you, and it seems like it's getting the best of you, it'll, give the, it'll get the best because you'll give in to that because you have nothing, you have nothing to combat those lies with and letting those things know, no, the greater one is in me. I believe the truth. And the truth I believe in is what sets me free. I believe the report of the Lord. I'm trusting in the strong arm of the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of the Lord's might and ability. That's what I'm going to be. And, 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 but we can't do that if we don't develop and spend time meditating 
on the Word of God that we're hearing. Not just what we're reading, but what we're hearing and then meditating on and spending time in. That's what he said. I'm not telling you that, that some idea that I came up with. That's what he said. I just read that to you in the verses of Scripture that we're looking at here. For to him who has, for to him who has will more be given. And from him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away by force. I promise you that's not a politically correct scripture right there. I'll just, I'll just be honest with you. That's not politically correct, that passage right there. But what it's saying is, to him who has because he's heard the word, he's meditated it, it's become real to him in his life, to him who has, more will be given continuously. It'll keep coming to him. Why? Because he keeps hearing, he keeps meditating, and keeps making it a part of his life. So he's able to discern the difference in the truth and lies in everything that he, face, that he faces. But to him who has nothing, even what he has is going to be taken away. Why? Because every time, because you're not developing the word, every time something happens, you give in to the lie, and the lie gets the best of you. I'm telling you, man, I'm giving you this word from my heart. I believe it's what God wanted me to say today. And I'm believing that it's empowering you to give no place to the devil. 